It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We are just mere days away from the Denver Broncos kicking off against the New York Giants. 2.25 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff at MetLife Stadium. We go through our Broncos news and notes from Thursday, not to mention the injury status of one key player that the Broncos are looking at. Plus, we go through our players to watch and our keys to the game on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode. Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. Both of us, we covered the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown NFL Network and Nine News. And just want to mention that you can get this podcast free and available everywhere on your favorite audio podcasting platforms, not to mention video format here on YouTube. You can watch us on your phone, on your tablet, computer, and even your smart TV. Lockdown Broncos, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss a day's worth of coverage and action of all things orange and blue. But Sarah, great to see you, my man. We're just about 48 hours away from kickoff here. The Broncos traveling on the road to take on the New York Giants. We've got some news and notes. Uh, I'm excited to get into our conversation here today. Me too, Cody. Me too. It's fun. Like you said, 48 hours. That's crazy to even think about. It feels like it's been a lifetime since we last saw the Broncos play a real game anyway. So really excited. Let's talk. Let's talk some Broncos football. Well, let's get into our Broncos news and notes to kick off today's episode of the show. And, you know, Vic Fangio was asked in his media scrum on Thursday about, you know, facing a tandem. Like, for example, you got Saquon Barkley, as we talked with Patricia Traina, host of Lockdown Giants on yesterday's episode. If you missed that, make sure you go check it out. Hear all the great insight from Patricia from the New York Giants perspective as to what Broncos fans can expect from the Giants this upcoming Sunday. But, uh, you know, you're going against Saquon Barkley, Devontae Booker. And he was asked about that because Devontae Booker is actually a little bit of a pain in, in the side of the Broncos last season had a pretty effective game specifically in that first Broncos game against the Raiders last year he and Josh Jacobs tore up the Broncos defense in that second half and I mean it was just kind of an embarrassing performance at that point there for the Broncos but Vic had said we have to be up to the task against the run here against the Giants now I know that we talked a little bit about the weapons on the offense side of the ball from the skill player position for the Giants but I mean how much of an emphasis should the Broncos focus here on stopping the run with Saquon and Booker because I think that's actually a very underrated rushing duo right there. I think so too, Cody. And I think it's huge that they do that early on in this game. You know, I think everybody at this point kind of understands Daniel Jones is in a make or break year, to say the least, to put it lightly for him. You know, it, it hasn't exactly been the most successful first couple of years in the NFL, especially when you compare him against some of his other peers drafted in the top 10 or even the first round since 2019. So I think obviously the pressure's on Daniel Jones. And if you're the Denver Broncos, I think you want to put that pressure squarely on him. So I think you want to stop Saquon Barkley. You want to stop Devontae Booker. You don't want to give Daniel Jones a, a reason to be able to just kind of hand the ball off 
off and take it easy in this game. Well, and I think it goes back to the offensive line as well. We really don't know. I mean, obviously, I think Will Hernandez, I know that when he was available for the draft, I know a lot of Broncos fans wanted Will Hernandez. He ends up going all the way to the Giants there. I think a lot of it's going to be dependent upon the offensive line, not to mention Saquon's comfortability coming off of an ACL and this really being his first game action since he tore it. And I think that matters a lot. I think that's a big thing. And as Patricia had said, he may be on a pitch count. But for the Broncos' defense, I think in terms of stopping the run, it's really going to be pivotal upon one key player, I think, on the interior, and that's Mike Purcell, who, look, Vic Fangio on Thursday had said Purcell is back at 100%, and he's a big part of our run defense and stopping the run, and, and we want to see him stay healthy. I mean, how big of an impact is Mike Purcell for this Broncos defense, in your opinion, I think, going against this Giants team here in week one? Not to mention you have to sustain that for a 17-game regular season. I think he's going to have a huge impact in this game, Cody. I think even Vic Fangio talked uh, talked about that, you know, the fact that when he's healthy, you know, he's a critical piece of their run defense. And, and there's no doubt about it. The Broncos don't have a ton of guys that are really that big on the defensive line when you kind of grade them on the curve around the league. A lot of times you think of interior defensive linemen as being, you know, 320, 330 pounds. Well, Mike Purcell is really one of the only guys the Broncos have that is built like that, right? So I think that he obviously plays a huge role in this game at helping the Broncos control the line of scrimmage. And you need to be able to do that against, you know, some tough interior linemen. I know Will Hernandez maybe hasn't lived up to the draft type that even Denver Broncos country had for him going into that draft. But at the same time, you know, those are big, tough, strong guys in there that are fighting for their jobs in the NFL. They're fighting for their next contract. They're fighting for their starting job. So Mike Purcell is going to play a huge role in making sure the Broncos can control the line of scrimmage and at least, you know, not give Saquon Barkley and Devontae Booker easy paths to take. You know, you want to make them act, you have to dance around behind the line of scrimmage and let your linebackers do their work because we know Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell are going to be firing and attacking the line of scrimmage. And by the way, I think those two guys are also going to be really clutch in, in stopping this run game because that's what those two do best as well. Well, I think you make a great point there too. Mike Purcell, he is a true nose tackle. He's going to play either in a zero tech He's going to play in a one-tech, or he's going to play in a two-eye. You're never really going to seldom see him in a three-tech. He's always going to play inside that A gap there. And he does a really good job, too, because I think the, the real attention for a nose tackle like Purcell and what he did so well is he would command a double team. And that would allow guys like Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, to scrape through clean, and most of the time untouched or with limited contact in comparison. We have a smaller nose tackle. They could double down on him and then get up to the play side back because really that's the offensive line. They're going to double team at the initial point to the nearest threat, and they're going to try to get up to that next level linebacker but when you have a guy who's pushing the offensive line back he's got a strong anchor point those linebackers can see where a pulling guard is going they can fill their alleys a lot quicker and we talk about run fits that's why the broncos run defense last year to start the season was pretty darn good sarah and mike purcell a huge key to that but one final player here we're going to talk about before we get into our conversation about our three keys to victory here uh bradley chubb vic fangio said limited in thursday's practice that's a positive sign in the right direction right because previously he's been stretching with the team that going inside and getting treatment limited means that he's involved in some capacity maybe not in team but maybe individual periods and something like there so that bodes well for his status as he's dealing with his ankle injury do you think that we're going to see him on Sunday? I mean, I think right now it's a little too early, but I think he's a true game time decision at this point. I think so too. And I think if Bradley Chubb is anything like me, you know, this is kind of just how like I mentally would process something. Okay. I hate getting in trouble. And then we know that, you know, Vic Fangio said it, we've seen it throughout the course of his career. 
Bradley Chubb's an upstanding guy. He's been great for the community. He's been great for the Denver Broncos. You know, obviously you get a parking infraction. You fail to you fail to appear for that. You get in trouble for that. It makes you look bad. It makes your team look bad. You kind of feel that the weight of all that disappointment on you, right? And so if you if if Bradley Chubb hates getting in trouble as much as I do, he's going to be doing every single thing that he possibly can to be on that field on Sunday to kind of make up for it. You know, we know he injured his ankle in practice, and I think that that's kind of just that's kind of how I would approach it, Cody. I'd be I'd be working at this, not thinking like, man, I I feel like I could get back to a hundred percent by week two. I think the fact that he's going to be limited in Thursday's practice kind of shows and, and indicates maybe that's what he is trying to do that he's trying to test that ankle to make sure that he can be out there on Sunday for his guys because even a partially healthy Bradley Chubb as we saw last season is is a a Pro Bowl caliber player in the NFL we saw him absolutely destroy the Jacksonville Jaguars offensive line with a torn ACL so I mean we know that Bradley Chubb can play when injured obviously you'd love to see him be 100% but I think that he is going to do everything that he possibly can and of course my crazy theories aside I think that's just the way that it's kind of trending. Like you said, that game time decision, it seems like he's going to try to give it a go. Oh, I can't wait to see him back on the football field. Hopefully it is this Sunday against the New York Giants. But, you know, hey, thankfully the Broncos have five outside backers in terms of depth. Great move here. And maybe that was a big reason why. Maybe the Broncos knew a little bit about Chubb's ankle, the ailment there. And they're like, hey, look, Andre Mintz is at a great camp. We can't risk maybe losing him. Bam, let's go with five into the regular season. Could make a lot of sense here. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. Sarah and I are going to get into our three keys to the Broncos victory against the Giants on Sunday, what they need to do if they want to come out on top. But before we do that, let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. It's a good friends over there at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market and the healthiest protein bar on the market. It is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So you might want to take that into consideration there. They use it in between sprints, throwing heavy weights and things like that. I use it before I work out and sometimes I use it in the, if I need a little bit of a treat. It gives me a little bit of a protein boost, a little pick-me-up. And not to mention they have nine amazing delicious flavors including the occasional limited time flavor you can check it out you can get one specific flavor a box of that at built.com or you can get a mixed box of all the flavors so you can figure out which flavor is your favorite at built.com not to mention i said they're the healthiest protein bar 17 grams of protein only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar that is tremendous value right there ladies and gentlemen and i want you to try a box of built bar today by going to built.com using promo code lock 15 at checkout that's going to get you 15 percent off your next order once again promo code lock 15 is going to get you 15% off your next order at built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Sarah, just a reminder here for Broncos Country Lockdown. Broncos, you can get us everywhere, free and available everywhere on every platform, your favorite audio podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, not to mention in YouTube in video format. We appreciate your interaction, and we want you to keep it up over there on our YouTube channel, Lockdown Broncos. Hit that subscribe button. Like I said, once we get to 5K total subscribers, you will be entered to win a Broncos jersey of your choice, men or women's jersey. We got you covered here, Lockdown Broncos. But, Sarah, 
One of my favorite things each week leading up to the game is getting into our keys to victory. Now, this is just preliminary based off of what we know heading into this matchup. I think it'll change on a week-to-week basis. Once we get a little bit more data as to how the Broncos are ranking defensively in certain categories offensively, but I wanted to go here with our three keys to the game here. And I wanted you to start things off, kick us off here today. If the Broncos are going to win against the New York Giants on Sunday, what are three things that they have to do? Well, Cody, I think that it's very clear what the Broncos are, you know, what they should be able to do better than most any team in the NFL this year is play pass defense. And whether that's pass rush or just general coverage, I think that's what they do best. And so in my opinion, what you've got to be able to do, and this is going to seem like a no brainer, but you've got to get off to a hot start in terms of scoring. I think you've got to get up by two scores as quickly as as possible so for the offense that means you can't be starting off three and out that means that you've really got to be scoring on your first two possessions one way or another because you need to amplify your team's greatest strength so that's my number one key for this game Cody is to play into your number one strength defensively which is rush the passer and get after the ball when it's in the air and I think absolutely the Broncos can do that we saw them do it in the preseason that was their that was the exact formula that we saw from them efficient offense scoring almost every time down the field especially when Teddy Bridgewater was at the quarterback position so what we saw in the preseason I know it wasn't against you know a number one defense at at all times but I think at the same time you've got to be able to translate what you did in preseason weeks one two and three and do that right away against the New York Giants well and then you you know you mentioned another one too with Daniel Jones sitting back there you mentioned that you need to rattle Daniel Jones here and I think it plays really well if the Broncos can get up early look with that defense you're not as worried but if the Broncos trail early on because we know that the Broncos offense has historically struggled in the last five to six seasons. I think that's where Broncos fans anxiety kind of lies there. If the Broncos score first and they have a lead, I think that they're a little bit more, they can breathe a little bit just because of the fact that, you know, on the backside, you have a good defense, but if you can get up in a game and you can rattle Daniel Jones, I mean, your chances of coming away with a victory and obviously increase my, you know, barring something catastrophic, which leads us to your third key to the game here, which is no critical mistakes on the special team side of the ball. You dive a little bit deeper in that because, I mean, this could be a blocked punt. It could be a blocked kick, a kick return, punt return. I mean, there's a whole wide variety of things where things could go wrong. Exactly. And that's exactly it, Cody. We can't have that kind of stuff happening, you know, and, and that starts with the coverage unit. You know, I think, first of all, Brandon McManus, do everything that you can to kick the ball out of the back of the end zone so we don't have to freak out about any kickoff returns. I don't know that that's always possible everywhere outside of Denver where the ball just kind of sails, you know, 150 yards in the air. But I think that that's obviously a huge key. Kick the ball out of the end zone. And then if you're on the coverage teams, you've got to be doing everything that you can to be on the highlight reel on Monday saying I made the I made one of the best special teams tackles of the entire week in the NFL you know those types of things do get highlighted nowadays believe it or not I see the NFL Twitter account highlights special teams tackles so get yourself on that highlight reel this week if you're on special teams coverage units and then I think on the opposite end of the spectrum too Cody you know not only making those limiting those mistakes but actually making big plays you know Deontay Spencer you made the squad go return a punt for a touchdown I don't think that's I don't think that we're expecting too big of things out of him to be expecting huge returns in the return game for a guy that look you're basically a fourth specialist on the team like he's not going to get a ton of work on the offense so Deontay Spencer go make a play on special teams go go have a big return that changes the game and do those types of things because you can't be losing this game on the road 
because you had a you know 12 men on the field for a, a field goal that turned into a first down that turned into a touchdown you know what i'm saying those types of things that compound over the course of a game what does vic fangio say death by inches and who's been the the biggest culprit of death by inches over the last three years Tom McMahon special teams unit. <laughs> so yeah, I I don't disagree with you there, but I do think too. Right, it'd be so ideal. I and mean, we've seen the the rules kind of change. It's hard to return a kickoff these days for a touchdown because often times, most of the time now, kicks sell and it's a touchback because they've moved it up a little bit. But even on on the punt return side, you know, it would be awesome to get a special teams touchdown. But even if like for example, the Broncos, if Deontay Spencer or whoever's returning, we know it's going to be Spencer on the depth chart. But if Deontay Spencer could get a big return, right? Let's say you filled it at your own 20, and let's say you make it past midfield. That right there is momentum. I'm just talking momentum plays. So I like that, sir. I think that's good. Positive momentum plays, not negative momentum plays if you're the Broncos special teams unit. I'm going to give my keys here, sir. I think it's kind of cliche right now, obviously entering week one. But I think for the Broncos, win time of possession, right? And a lot of that, you know, it goes to maximizing your opportunities on third down in the red zone, which is another key here. But winning the time of possession, I think you can do that. You come out, let's say the Broncos get the ball first. March down the field. If you have a 10 to 11 play drive and it takes five to six minutes off the clock, that's great. Because then all of a sudden when the Giants get the ball, the Broncos defense does its job then obviously you can limit those opportunities that they're going to have to do it. Specifically, they'll also abandon the run. If the Broncos, as you said in your key, if they get up early, the Giants may have to abandon the run a little bit, depending on if that's a two-score game, you know, 10-0, 14-0, or even a 14-3 game. That You know, you have to kind of air the ball out a little bit there. So win the time of possession, it's going to bode well in your favor. On the defensive side of the ball, I want Denver to be at least plus two on takeaways, right? And, and Vic said, really, if you're always plus three, turnover margin in a game, you're more than likely going to win, right? If you can come away with these turnovers, these takeaways, you can do that. What have we seen the Broncos defense do in the preseason? Generate takeaways, which was a huge issue for them last season. Now, it's going to be a big test because, look, Daniel Jones, we know, likes to put the ball into harm's way, but Vic Fangio mentioned his athleticism and also his ability where he's kind of adapted a little bit over the course of his career. It's a big year for Daniel Jones. So I think he's going to take more chances this year because the pressure is mounting. You don't take the next step in your career by playing it safe. So I think we're going to see a very aggressive Daniel Jones. It's going to lead to opportunities for takeaways. The third key to victory, in my opinion, Sarah, is going to be 60% efficiency in the red zone. And people are saying, well, hey, that, you know, that's, that's pretty darn good. On average, last year, the Broncos were at like 31, 32% red, red zone efficiency. You want to at least be above 500 in that category there in any game that you go into. So whether it comes away with three points or six points, I think you have to take advantage of being in the red zone opportunities. That's where the Broncos' biggest issue was last year. They'd stall out, and that led to other momentum plays for some other teams. And, and like I said, sir, we talked about it. Six games lost by seven points or less. We look, we look at probably all of those and say, wow, if they converted in the red zone on this play, or if they converted on third down in this play, or if they didn't miss this field goal, who knows how things would have ended in 2020. But that's all said and done, though, it's there. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. Sarah and I, we're going to share our key players that we're watching for on Sunday specifically. But before we do that, let me tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. It's a good friends over there, betonline.ag. And it's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now shifted to football as NFL teams are back on the gridiron this Sunday. We had Thursday night football already between the Dallas Cowboys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And as always, BetOnline is your number one go-to for all the pro and college football action 
in this season. They have all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, all of which are now open at betonline.ag. And you can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, sir, as we jump into the fourth quarter action, today's episode Locked On Broncos. Getting into our players to watch on Sunday against the New York Giants. As mentioned, this is a game that's going to kick off on Fox. It's going to be at 2.25 p.m. Mountain Time. If you're in the Mountain Time Zone, obviously that's 4.25 p.m. Eastern Time if you're on the East Coast there, which you know a lot of our Broncos fans, unfortunately, won't have general access to it unless they have Sunday tickets. So hopefully you can get on that DirecTV uh, kick there, get access to it, and, and even DirecTVU or NFL Sunday ticket you, and Sarah can hit you up with a little bit more of those details. You guys want to DM him on Twitter, at Sarah Bettinger. He's got you in the loop there. Uh, but outside of that Sarah look players to watch this is a big game I know we've talked about the preseason we've had a lot of these players that we've seen play a lot in the preseason but for me this is where it all matters it's the regular season so I'm gonna start things off for you who are two players that you really have your eye on this Sunday against the New York Giants well Cody for the first one for me is going to be wide receiver Cortland Sutton you know I think all the offseason we've been talking about Jerry Judy and and rightfully so I mean Jerry has clearly taken a huge step forward in his game which is very very exciting for Denver Broncos fans but after having you know you don't know what you lost till it's gone right you you don't know what you got till it's gone it's it's Cortland Sutton who missed all of last season almost but when we did see him in that Steelers game what did we see big plays and unfortunately it was a missed opportunity on Sutton's part that unfortunately ended up costing him his season you know on the the tackle that he made on that interception return that was a result of a dropped pass that he made so how does he come back from that how does he come back after what we saw in that first game that he played in the preseason against the Los Angeles Rams where he looked really really sharp looked really good and even Vic Fangio said after practice or before practice on Thursday excuse me he said that Sutton over the last 14 days has really taken a turn for the better and I think that there's no no coincidence that the timing of that comes at the exact timing of that preseason game right so when Court and Sutton got the opportunity to get out on the field make some plays make some cuts get his get get dirty and get down for that touchdown catch from Teddy Bridgewater that was a huge boost to his confidence and I think we're going to see the best player on the Denver Broncos in my opinion make some huge plays in this game against the New York Giants and then the other the other player that I have my eye on for this game Cody on the defensive side is Justin Simmons and I like I touched on in in the the second segment of this show I think you've got to you got to find a way to rattle Daniel Jones's cage and and nobody is better at that at the safety position than Justin Simmons in the NFL today at rattling a 
a QB's cage. What do I mean by that? We saw it in the NFL Top 100 highlight video where Justin Simmons really baited a game-winning interception off of Ryan Fitzpatrick. We saw him channeling his, you know, his beautiful mind for the interception that he got off of Patrick Mahomes, understanding that he he had done something similar in a previous game and tried to fit a ball into a similar window. Justin Simmons is tremendous at rattling the QB's cage by think making them think that he's going to be in one spot and then all of a sudden appearing at another. So for me, like you mentioned, Cody, we got to create takeaways. We've got to create turnovers. And Justin Simmons, as you also mentioned, arguably the best in the NFL at his position at doing so. In my opinion, Cody, he is key to this game defensively. You want to you want a turnover? Call on number 31. He just got the bag. He just got the money. It's time now. Go out and take that ball away from Daniel Jones and make sure that your Denver Broncos come away from week one with, with a win. Yeah, no, I think that's key. And, you know, our good friend Romy over there, CBS4, had asked Vic Fangio a great question about, you know, how do you uh, how do you create this mindset where guys just have a, a tendency or a knack and a desire to create takeaways? And she asked Vic Fangio, who on this team currently has that? And Vic answered, Justin Simmons, right? And when I think back... I look at key situations, and not just dating back to last year. I'm talking about in 2019 as well, and even 2018. Justin Simmons always finds a way, right? Whether it's a blocked field goal, a blocked PAT that's picked up for a two-point conversion score, or you know, jumping the interception, or a tackle for loss, or forcing a fumble. Justin Simmons seems to come up big when the Broncos need him most. So I, I have no qualms about that. I think it's actually spot on there. And even to touch on Cortland Sutton a little bit. Teddy Bridgewater's quote about Cortland Sutton on game day. I mean, it has me a little, you know, excited just because Teddy says, you know, I'm trying not to come in too high, too low, just trying to be level-headed. And then you got Cortland Sutton. He's got his eyes all big. He's just like, get me the ball. You know, we're going to make good things happen. I love that about Cortland, by the way. He's got the alpha Mm -hmm. dog mentality. But, so I'm going to go on the offensive side of the ball here for the Broncos. I'm going to keep an eye on K.J. Handler. I, you know, I think one of the key storylines to watch, whether or not Dory Jackson will play. You, know, you have James Bradbury, who I imagine is going to be lined up against Cortland Sutton. It's going to be a fun matchup to watch. I think K.J. Hamler can really take advantage of some of the Giants' lack of depth there in that secondary inside the slot specifically. And Patricia Trena had told us, too, she's a little concerned about the, the Giants' depth at the secondary position inside the slot, who's going to cover it well. And if Dory Jackson is coming off with a little bit of an ankle injury, who is the best? Who is the better ankle snatcher? I mean, obviously Jerry Judy's route running ability. You have to worry about that. But KJ Hamler takes ankles too. So I like that matchup there. I think he can have an, a few opportunities for some big plays. He and Teddy have also gained a little bit of chemistry as well. Defensively, it's the rookie's debut, Patrick Sertan. And, and look for here, PS2, for him to make his debut in a regular season game. We see what he's doing preseason. Phenomenal, right? But none of that matters. Everything that matters now for Patrick Sertan is going to be here in the in the regular season action against a real formidable opponent where everything counts, right? you got Kenny Galladay, potentially Evan Ingram, still probably leaning more on the doubtful side for him, Kadarius Toney. It is a loaded wide receiver room. They've added more weapons. They're Sterling Shepard. You know, I imagine we might see a matchup between Sterling Shepard against, you know, a guy like PS2. So Oklahoma versus Alabama might, might be able to get back to, you know, that kind of rivalry there. But outside of that, I just want to see the rookie. I want to see how he handles regular season action because in, in the preseason, like you mentioned, you're not playing against the first string guys. This is a real first test, in my opinion, here for PS2 as a rookie against real first-string talent, guys that will test him, guys that will go after him because he's a rookie, but hopefully he can make them pay. So he is my player to watch. 
about Broncos country. Well, let us know who your players to watch are. Let us know what your keys to victory are in the comment section down below on YouTube. Or if you want to tweet us on Twitter, at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Lockdown Broncos. We look forward to interacting with all of you all across Broncos country. But thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the show. That'll wrap things up. Sarah and I, we're going to be back tomorrow for a final injury report, as well as some other storyline things we're going to get into to get you ready leading up to kickoff against the New York Giants. 2.25 p.m. Mountain Time kickoff. We're going to have you covered with a lockdown Broncos post-game report after the game here on the YouTube channel as well. So don't miss out on that. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you stay locked in to the Lockdown Broncos podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.